everybody. Shabbat Shalom. Glad to have you here at the Rothko Chapel, this very special space, precious space. Not just because it makes you sound better than you are, but because this space is precious to so many people from all walks of life, from all religious traditions, from no religious traditions. We gather here for Shabbat. A holiday as ancient as most any ancient observances there are. We come in here to both withdraw as well as show up. We begin with these words, May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable acceptable to you, O oh God. And in these words we try to say, we try to act, we try to live into the idea that there's nothing we could ever have, been, have done to deserve this life right now. So we seek this path of gratitude in this moment of offering thanks. May the words please join me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O oh God, my rock and my redeemer. Once again, may the words, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O oh God, my rock and my redeemer. We'll go to the top of that song. Ye you, there are So glad all of you joined us here tonight for this Astros prayer session. <laughs> but let's be honest, they don't not they don't look like they need much help. But maybe I'm just tempting fate. I know baseball people are pretty superstitious. So sorry about that if I messed up anybody's mojo. 
But particularly, you know, I, I almost had Alex Bregman here tonight. You know, he was going to come and offer a prayer, but he had to take batting practice. But we'll forgive him. But let's continue on our supplement. With words that mean, let us be joyful and offer great happiness in song. To God, the maker of all, sure and strong. Let all of creation, from mountain to sea, hear our song. For all of the wonders in all of God's light, we rejoice. So now let us listen with all of our hearts to hear God's voice. So I have to stop you for a second. When we say to hear God's voice, we don't really mean God. I mean, maybe, not ruling it out. But what we mean is us. So let us sing God's voice together. Lechu nera nena ya la 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 donai ya la 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 nari. We continue on page nine. I invite you to read with me at the top. Almighty God, on this Shabbat, grant us and our loved ones rest and renewal. May the light of these candles drive out from among us all tension and anxiety. Send your blessings to our children that we may walk in the ways of your Torah, your light. At the Rothko Chapel, we use electric lights. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech 
Shabbat Shalom. We continue on page four with Lachadodi.
Hopefully your week was filled with wonder and joy. Hopefully your week was filled with blessings and kindness and love. But if it wasn't, you might ask yourself why you didn't bring them. One of the things that we find when we get down on our luck, when we get frustrated, when we struggle, when we feel like we're not feeling the love, is the reminder that if we wish to feel the love, then we need to bring the love. We need to become the angels that others are waiting for, but don't know they need. Let us sing together on the supplement, Baruch. here is here for the first time, I welcome you to our a very unique Shabbat at the Rothko and to our very beautiful congregation, Shema Kulenu. And if you haven't met this young man here, it's Kelly Dean, in case you haven't had an opportunity to be blessed by the, uh, by the, by the beautiful playing of, of Kelly. Um, I also want to uh, say a big thank you. Now, I usually like sneak it in at the end, but uh, I want to say thank you to uh, the Rothko volunteers who are here, without whom we couldn't be here. So thank you very much. And Will Davidson, who's the program 
coordinator, director, chief boss, I don't know. Uh, Will is awesome. And Jeremiah uh, is a sound engineer who's in the back on one side or the other um, doing a wonderful job as well. So thank you to everybody who makes it possible for us to be here in the chapel. Uh, we continue on page 14. And I want you to call to mind someone or something who inspired in you deep and abiding love. Shema prayer is a prayer of unity, reminding us of oneness. The words which are not in the supplement or in the prayer book, but there's just one line. And you'll get it by, we sing it four times, you'll definitely get it by the fourth time. Maybe even the second or third if you're an advanced student. But they're the words in English of Shema, and they are, listen, Israel. Adonai is our God, Adonai is one.
Seventeen. Uchtavtam, am zezod beitecha uvi sharecha. Page 19, fifth line up, second word. Leman tiskeru veasitem et kol mitzvotai vitem kedoshim leloechem. Ani Adonai leloechem. At this time in our service, we uh, invite folks to share their, their simchas, uh, which is the, translated as good newses. 
Um, are there any good news? That you, yes, Debbie. Great memories. She has pictures of those too, by the way. From the bar mitzvah. I'm sure you have pictures of the bar mitzvah too, right? Pictures of the bar mitzvah? Not with me. Oh, yeah. you should. <laughs> yes, Jean. Just uh, an explanation of how the Avcorp got into the World Series. This simple guy, this two guys showed their names, and he showed up at Dean's business in Delta, $800 worth of food with two cars. They took it back to the administration. On Yom Kippur? Wow, cool, yeah, Sahel. That's right, we had, we, we, all, we all got to have, um, what do we have, cookies, yes. Well, hey Kelly, do you know a song about birthdays? I've, I've heard uh, rumors of one. Yes, if, if we might, are there any other birthdays happening in the, oh Chuck, Chuck is your birthday, and when's your birthday? It was, and how, and will you let us know how old you are? Oh, 76. 76. Well, stand up, Chuck. Alex, stand up. And, and I want to talk about my uncle Morris, who turned 100 on September 9th and lost his allocution to Walter Bolsonaro. Wow. Uncle Mort? Did you say 109? 100 on September. Oh, 100 on the September 9th. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, so we have Mort, and we have Chuck, and we have Alex. Here we go. Simchas? Things to share? Wait, yep. Jody. Ah, uh, thank God. Good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, there's nothing like feeling good that makes you feel free. So let's sing about freedom with Micha Mocha. Oh, 
kamocha ba'elim Adonai, mi kamocha nedar ba'kodesh. Nora tehilot, oseim melech. Nora tehilot, oseim melech. Adonai imloch le'olam. So I want to teach you all a song. It's a new, relatively new version of the Shamru. And it was actually written by Cantor Rollins Simmons, who's a cantor at Emmanuel. And she's a colleague of mine, a good friend of mine, and she sang this, and I just really loved it. And so I wanted to bring it to our congregation. So um, I'm just going to sing a line, and then you'll sing it back, and then we'll do that quickly, and then we'll all sing it together, and you'll... You know, jump on board the best you can. Okay. So it begins like this. Vishameru, Bnei Yisrael, Et HaShabbat. Together. Vishameru, Bnei Yisrael, Et now the next part is almost the same with a little bit of flourish at the end of that phrase. Vishameru, Bnei Yisrael, et So let's try that from the top. Vishameru, Bnei Yisrael, et Shameru, Bnei Israel, Et HaShabbat. Now the next part goes, La'asot Et HaShabbat. Two together. La'asot Et HaShabbat. Ledorotam Beritolam. Ledorotam Beritolam. La'asot Et HaShabbat. Together, the Shameru, the Israel, Et Hashabbat. Everybody raise your voices. The Shameru, the Israel, Et Hashabbat. Where are my glasses? Oh, here they are. I need my, I need my glasses. Goes like this. Next part goes. It is a sign between me and you. It is a sign to help carry us through. It is a sign between me and you. It is a sign to carry us through. Together, it is a sign.
ready the shameru with Israel and Hashabat the shameru with Israel and Hashabat and ready the shameru Israel et hashabah. Now just voices. Veshameru b'nei Israel et hashabah. Please rise. We continue on page twenty-four. Adonai Eloheinu Elohe Avotinu Vimoteinu Elohe Avraham Elohe Yaakov Elohe Sarah Elohe Rivka Elohe Rachel Elohe Leah Ha'el Agadol Hagibor Vehanora El Elyon Tomel Chasadim Tovim Bekunei Hakov, Bezocher Chastei Avot Vimahot, Umevi Geula Livnei Vneihem, Leman Shemo Veahava, Melech Ozer Umoshia Umagin. Baruch Tadonai, Magin Avraham, Bezrat Sarah. Page 26. Atagibor Leolam Adonai, 
Mechia kolata rav lehoshia. Mechalkel chayim bechesed. Mechia kol berachamim rab. So mech noflim berofe cholim. Umatir asurim. Umekayem emunato Amen. Ata kadosh, v'shimcha kadosh, v'kdoshim b'chol yom yalucha selah. Baruch atah Adonai ha'el ha'kadosh. Please be seated. We turn our prayers towards those in need of healing and wholeness. I invite you, if you would like to mention names of people you are thinking of, to stand where you are seated. And I will then invite you to mention their names. And once you have done so, uh, I invite you to be seated once again. Some of you have heard us mention Officer Tommy Narciss, who is our wonderful officer who's with us at all of our Shabbats. He's doing super well. He's getting out of the hospital, I think, by tomorrow. Um, it was just uh, a little bit of a, um, I think it sounds like it was a little bit of food poisoning, but he's doing well. And we will be glad to have him back next week. I'm not rushing him, he told me. <laughs> He's back, back next week. Um, we're going to sing uh, a Misha Beirach prayer uh, by Rick Recht called El Narafanala. You'll find it on the supplement. El Narafanala. Shlema El Narefanala Please heal this soul Abraham Bissara Itzhak Berivka Yaakov Rachel Vileya El Narefanala 
So the announcements I want to share with you are, the most important one is that next Friday, um, November 4th, we will be at First Unitarian. And at 5 o'clock, uh, Reverend Bossen's dad, who is Professor Emeritus of Photography and Visual Communication from Michigan State University, who is now new Houston transplant. He's retired, he and his wife have retired here. Um, so he is uh, one of the curators of First UU's um, photo exhibit that's part of PhotoFest at First UU. Next Friday is the last day of PhotoFest. And anyone who comes at 5 o'clock will get a private curated tour of this fantastic PhotoFest collection. Uh, the information is on the website. So then following that, at 6 o'clock, we'll have our own egg and 6.30 service. I hope you make sure to come. Um, <clears throat> is there anything super important I need to mention, yeah. Tiffany? What? Oh, yes, 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 thank you. Yes, the book fair is happening right now at the JCC. And Wednesday night, November 2nd, CSK is a co-sponsor of the uh, event happening that, Wednesday, that night. Um, uh, the author, Dara Horn, um, has an amazing, phenomenal, incredible book with a title that sort of falls in front of you, but it's People Love Dead Jews. And um, it's a fascinating book. Um, I encourage you to come, hear her, support us, support, support uh, the, the book fair. At the Murfish, right? Okay. Terrific. Seven o'clock. Okay. Oh, and immediately following, because of the potential rain, if you would like to join us for Kiddush and Motzi, the blessing of the wine and the challah, we'll be back over at the um, auxiliary building, two doors down two doors towards the sculpture garden. Um, enjoy those buildings now because they're not going to be there forever. Part of the Rothko plans is to um, uh, 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 tear them down because apparently the, one of the original plans of the Rothko space was to not have any buildings between here 
and the sculpture garden, but for it to be a complete a straight shot. So they're going to be um, mowing them down. And I think that, that um, I think one or both of those buildings, if you happen to want the house, you can have it. They, you can, you got to pay for somebody to come in and move the house, but they'll, they'll, I don't, I don't know if they'll give it to you, but I don't know what, I, I'm not negotiating on their behalf, but I thought it was interesting. <laughs> can you imagine somebody's being, the rabbi said, so, um, so I, I watched a, a terrible movie last week. Um, I'm making a movie recommendation about a terrible movie. Actually, I'm not recommending that you see it. Um, it's called Moonfall, and apparently it was one of the biggest um, uh, failures in the box office of late. Um, I just want to give you the basic gist of this movie. The reason why I watched it is because I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones, and I love the character Samuel Tarly, who is played by John Bradley, and he's in this movie, and so I thought, well, if he's in it, it's probably going to be good. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, but the crux of the movie is that there, is an ancient civil there was an ancient civilization that needed the earth so that their species would survive. Billions of years ago, they, were tr they, they had this wonderful life, but AI, artificial intelligence, that they relied upon, uh, reared its ugly head, attacked everything in the area, on the planet, and, and a group of people like ran away, and the moon is a, um, a megastructure. It's not a real thing. It's, it was built by other beings, um, but it, oh, it, was, it, it was built there to protect and observe the, uh, the DNA remnants of our ancient ancestors who seeded Earth. You can tell it's really convoluted, strange story. Um, but the reason why I am mentioning it is because ironically, or coincidentally, I should say, um, the, the problem is that the moon, which still operated in this movie like, like our own moon does, you know, managing seasons, tides, these kind of things, the moon's orbit shifted significantly to the point that it was in elliptical orbit which is really messing with the seasons and causing all sorts of havoc and horrible, horrible things throughout, throughout, the, throughout the earth. And it, I think that the writer of this movie must have been studying the Italian biblical commentator, Sforno, from the 15th century. Because here's the, here's the situation. So the, the moon that megastructure thing that I talked about, they understood it as kind of like an ark. Which, of course, then brings up thoughts about Noah and saving the species and saving them from the planet. Though there's a verse in Genesis, in this week's Torah portion, that says, And God said to Noah, I have decided to put an end to all flesh, for the earth is filled with lawlessness because of them, I am about to destroy them with the earth. Now, the rabbis of old never miss an opportunity to interpret a text, especially when there's a word in there that just seems a little bit off, seems a little strange. 
And they ask, what did God mean when God said, I'm going to destroy them with the earth? Well, Sforno, who is an Italian biblical commentator, in the 15th century, he was really at the height of the Renaissance. So he was both a rabbi, but he was also a philosopher and a scientist. He was very, it was as familiar as one could be with the physical sciences at that time. He wrote, what God was saying is this. I will destroy the climate which could support life on earth by interfering with the sun's orbit and rearranging it from the beginning of the deluge for the entire future. This accounts for the lifespan of man having been drastically reduced after the deluge. The climate of the earth changed. There were greater extremes of heat and cold. The produce of the earth was considerably less capable of supporting a long lifespan. As a byproduct of this deterioration in the quality of the vegetable products, man was allowed to eat meat as a compensation. So this is Sforno, this Italian commentator from the 15th century, who's understanding the story of Noah as a precursor of environmental degradation. Long before anyone could understand the impact scientifically of environmental degradation, Sforno understood it as an essential element of the chaos that God responded to when God brings the flood of the earth. And why I find this so interesting is not because of the movie, but rather because of this notion that long before we had science to understand human beings' impact on the earth. These spiritual masters understood the impact we have in a grand way, but also in small, local ways. It's always occurred to me that I've, I've always thought that the environmental movement might have been, might be more successful focusing on the degradation in our neighborhoods. The destructions that we see rather than the polar bears or the polar ice caps, which are grand and important and crucial. But when you move entirely to the notion of the scientific measurement. It can also make these concepts, these ideas, abstract. But shouldn't it be enough that we don't want to go fishing in a polluted water? Shouldn't it be enough that we don't want to send chemicals in the drain down to the local river? Shouldn't it be enough that we're concerned about what our pets eat on the street? Meaning, shouldn't it be enough, can it be a spiritual discipline for recognizing our responsibility as those who have power over our environment. The truth is, it is super easy to not think about, to, to actually get 
so disconnected from the environment because what can I do? I can't fix it. I've heard plenty of people who are older than me, somewhat older than me, who sort of joke and say, well, I'm not going to be here. Or they don't joke about it, but they understand that it's, it's well, it's, it's not going to affect me. But it's so wrong-headed to approach the environment in that way. In, instead, the environment should be a part of our notion of spiritual health. That God gave us this earth, and we should take care of it. In the same way that our parents expected us to take care of stuff they gave us. Or that we expect our children to take care of stuff they are given. Maybe it was expensive, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's rare, maybe it isn't. But the notion that there's, that there's stuff of value made from the raw resources that we've been given. Well, there's a midrash that reminds us that even long before the 15th century, go back 1,400 years, it goes like this. In Ecclesiastes, it says, See the work of God, for who can mend what has been warped. When the Holy One, blessed be God, created Adam, the first man, he took him and showed him all the trees in the Garden of Eden. And God said to him, Look at my creations. Look how beautiful they are. Look how exemplary they are. Everything I created, I created for you. Make certain that you do not ruin and destroy my world. As, because if you destroy it, there will be no one to mend it after you. 14, 15, 16, 1700 years ago, our spiritual ancestors understood that there is a limit to the world that we live in. There's a limit to its resources. There's a limit. And so I, what, I, what I share with you tonight Go the extra effort. Make the extra effort. This is so small. But if you see a plastic bottle in your trash, I don't care if it's been proven that it is recyclable, it isn't recyclable, put it in the recycling. Even if it doesn't make a measurable difference, it's a reminder. We can't take all of it for granted. We have to recognize there's a limit to our resources and that this is not about the environment and the future of the environment as much as it's about a spiritual practice by which we remain mindful that we have been given gifts that are just not meant to be squandered. Turn to the Alenu. Please rise. Turn to page 99. 
Alleinu l'shabeach l'adon hakol l'ated gedula liotzer breishit shelo asanu kigoye aratzot velo samanu kimishbechot adama shelo sam chelkenu kahem vegoraleinu kechol hamonam v'anachnu korim u'mishdachavim. Umodim lipnei melech malachei amlachim hakadosh baruchu v'nemar vayadonai lemelech al kol haaretz vayomahu vayomahu iye adonai echad. Ushemo, 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 If you have names of people you would like to mention whom you are remembering, I invite you to please rise where you are seated so that I can invite you to mention their names. And uh, once you've mentioned the names of those who have passed away, whose memory is a blessing to you, I invite you to remain standing. We rise with you, and we turn to page 103. Yitkadal v'yitkadash Rabbah, ve'alma divra chirutei v'yamlich malchutei, v'chayechon v'yamechon v'chayei d'chol v'yit Yisrael, v'agala u'bizman kariv v'imru amen. Yehei Shmei Rabbah Mevorach Le'olam U'omei Almaya V'yitbarach V'yishtabach V'yipa'ar V'yitromam V'yitnaseh V'yitadar V'yitaleh V'yitalal Shmei D'kudsha Brichu Le'ela Min Kobirchata V'shirata Tushbechata V'nechemata Te'amiran Be'alma V'imru Amen Yehei Shlama Rabbah Min Shemai V'chayim v'aleinu v'al kol Yisrael v'imru amen. O'seh shalom b'mramav. Hu y'aseh shalom aleinu v'al kol Yisrael v'imru amen. May the one who makes peace in the high places may peace for all. May we all say amen. We are going to conclude with our exit song. Because we are going to walk out as we sing to respect the time of all those who are here for the chapel. As you walk out, please just place your prayer book on the bench out there. <clears throat> Let's sing it.
for Kiddush and Motsi, we're down here, two doors down, this way. We're, what's so great, we're back four times a year, here, because we didn't have, we couldn't do it, construction, and then it went right into COVID, so then we 